You're listening to the No Hacks Marketing Podcast. Each week, we take a deep dive into online marketing topics covering search, content, CRO, social, and performance optimization to help you level up your marketing. No hacks, no shortcuts, only long-term success. Here are your hosts, Slobodan Manich and Catherine Kambau. Welcome to episode 45 of No Hacks Marketing. We always tell you that we have a special episode, but this episode is extra special. We ask five experts in their respective fields where marketers should focus on in 2022. And we talked to Brent Satoras, Kelsey Jones, Jason Barnard, Tomic Rudsky, and John McDonald, and their answers surprised us. Stick around. You don't want to miss that. Hey, Slavaran, how are you? And doesn't it feel like a, a season finale for you? Like the office it does. season it one? Really- it really does. Episode. I hope Michael. I hope Michael's not leaving yet, and we don't all have to move no, to Colorado. But Kevin season said, but one was, you know, it's it's imperfect. It's rough. It's they didn't know if there's going to be a season. It kind of feels like oh, that, right? But oh wow! Come, come season two, they hit their stride, and that's how I feel. And that's going to be my yeah. only office analogy for this one. That is that was a pretty good one. I'll give you that. So why do we, why do you always tell them we have a special episode? Explain that, like. Are we that special? No, we're not. But yeah, yeah, this episode really, really is going to be something different because of a completely different format we're trying. Everyone does those, you know, ask the panel of experts, all that stuff. So we reached out to our friends. You said who they were and, you know, what's the biggest thing that happened in their field in 2021 and where marketers should focus in 2022. So why don't you get us started? Okay, so first thing is we ask them what's the biggest thing that happened in their industry. The first one we ask is Brent Sutoras, who is a digital marketing strategist and managing partner at Search Engine Journal. And this is what he had to say. I think the biggest thing that's really changed in 2021 is kind of the adoption of some principles that we've known were coming and we've known were an important part of marketing, specifically speaking to the fact that our audiences require more of us now. They want to know that we're good people, good companies, that we're doing good things, that our services and our products are fashioned in a way that's responsible and that we have a social responsibility. I think that's really important. And I think that marketing shift in 2021 to kind of address more of a conversation with our audience and more of a a community kind of engagement has been a big focus and a big adoption. We've always known that that was something we needed to focus on and it was something that we needed to do. But I think um, we're finally getting out of some of the checklist mentality and starting to really do marketing from a base level again. Some other big changes have been like WebCore Vitals from Google that the, the shift that Google has made has really made an impact again to like user experience and how people experience your website and your messaging and how, you know, connected you are to them in a big picture. So I think we've really seen more than anything kind of the adoption of the principles that we've been kind of preaching about for the last couple of years. And that's really exciting because that's when the real change starts. Well, I agree with Brent. It's more a shift to conversational marketing. We want real people. We want to talk to real people, not chat bots or anything. So I, I think that is really the case. Yeah, I, I like what he said. It's about going back to everything we've been preaching for the last 10 years or so. Like this is the stuff everyone knows they should be doing. But there were always the easier solutions like buying audiences and all that stuff. And it, it was just easier to pay for it and do the guesswork than to actually do the work you're supposed to be doing, connecting to your audience. So yeah, I, I, I really like this response. I think... I. 
it it's exactly how I feel about 2021. I'm not going to say what the theme of this episode is, but yeah, that it, it's, it's Let's just save that how for later. it should be. Let's save that for the conclusion. Yes. So who do we have next? Next is Kelsey Jones, who is an SEO content leader and speaker. Let's hear it from her. The biggest things that I would say happened were the core web vitals update. So making sure that your site and content matched all the expectations for core web vitals from Google. And then I also feel like Google has been announcing updates publicly more frequently this year than they have before. And they've also been doing more big ones that they're announcing. And so I think that that's a pretty big shift into more transparency. And that's good for us as marketers um, and people in SEO and content to know when things are coming and the reason why things are happening. Other things I think are interesting for 2021 and content was the acceleration of TikTok and video shorts as a whole. I know that's a little bit different than written content, but TikTok is the fastest growing social media platform. And those short videos, then Instagram competed with Reels and then YouTube shorts. So all these other uh, platforms are trying to keep up with TikTok. So I think TikTok's definitely something that is worth people's time when it comes to their marketing strategy. So she said, she definitely mentioned Core Web Vitals, which we talked about in our recap episode last week. I think what the other thing that she mentioned, it, there's more transparency with Google. I don't know if that's really a good thing, but at least we marketers get to prepare for what's to come. What do you think? Right. I, I like the, the fact that, as Kelsey said, Google is being transparent and, and marketers can prepare for what's to come. And I know this is not really what we deal with the shorts and, and TikTok and all that. But it's just another thing, another way to, to say what Brent also said. It's a direct way for a brand to connect to their audience in, in, in the most direct, quick way possible. So those short videos, it's, it's really, these are not ads, these are not descriptive videos. This is just a, you know, a short video that allows you a direct communication with your audience. And yeah, I definitely think that's a trend. I'm not... Oh, we're not, we're not, we don't do that. <laughs> no hacks marketing, no, but I think that, that that's a, but we can't, I don't ignore know. Yeah, I'm not, can't you ignore. can't ignore that. It, it's yeah. just happening. Yes. And, and that's where people are and that's where the brands are spending their money. So I guess it works. Who do we have next? Next is Jason Barnard, the brand SERP guy and the founder of CaliCube. The biggest thing in SEO in 2021 is entities coming front and center as part of SEO or part of it at the SEO community's discussions and strategies. Uh, entities, I, I can now see so many people are taking them very seriously and looking at entities and trying to understand how Google analyzes entities, how we can use entities to better drive our SEO. And also, interestingly, people like Marie Haynes and Lily Ray and myself bringing AAT and entities together. Perhaps the most important fundamental thing is that we're realizing that without entity understanding, how can Google possibly apply any EAT signals it might have? So... The, the fact that EAT has been phenomenally important for a few years now, now marries into if Google hasn't understood your entity, 
EIT won't really mean very much, at least as, as we move forward, increasingly as we move forward, which puts entities even more at the center of what we're doing as SEOs. And for CaliCube, that's brilliant because what we're doing is building that basic understanding about the entities, the company and the people in that company and the author of that company to build that understanding on which you can build all the other entity understanding from there outwards. And obviously, once you've built that understanding, you can build that EIT around your brand or around the authors and be fully comfortable, be confident that Google is going to be able to effectively apply any EAT signals that it finds on your site, off your site, around the web. So he said entities and EAT. EAT is something that has been around since 2018, I believe, but it's not going away anytime soon. It has no, been, it isn't. And it's yeah, becoming and, more and, and just, more important. Just in case our, someone who's listening to this podcast hasn't heard the episode we did with Jason Barnard several months ago, he's known as the brand SERP guy. So when you type a brand name or a person name, and whatever you see on that first page, the knowledge graph, the first result, everything, literally the rich results, he's the guy for that. So when he says entities, it's really about Google being to recognize the search term as your entity. So if I'm searching for a certain brand, Google should know what the Twitter feed for that brand is, the knowledge graph, all the different things. So this is what he means. It's about helping the AI understand what your entity is. Next is Tomek Rudsky, who is a tech SEO expert and the head of R&D at Wanli. And Yes, and Wanli is really the, the, the expert level technical SEO agency. Like if you need serious, serious technical SEO work done, Wanli is, is the agency that can get that done for you. So let's hear what Tomek had to say. In 2021, web performance exploded. In that time, everybody was talking about web performance. It happened after Google announced that Core Web Vitals will become a part of Google's ranking signals. But also due to pandemic, a lot of businesses went online. That was a challenge for Google and Googlebot because they had to crawl much more pages. And that was a challenge for technical SEOs because we wanted not only to get pages indexed, but also to get indexed quickly. Technical SEO means also a lot of geeky stuff. So for me, a huge movement was the introduction of Index Now by Yandex and Bing. Thanks to that, we, we could send information to, to search engines about new or updated pages. Okay, he mentioned Core Web Vitals again. Absolutely. You cannot talk about, when, when people look back at 2021 in marketing, the Core Web Vitals will be near well, the top of the list yeah. for sure. And, but I love what he said. This is, the focus is now on performance. Mm -hmm. Having a slow, terrible website is just not going to do it anymore because, and the explanation is, as Tomek says, so many businesses have gone online and want to get their pages indexed and indexed quickly is really the, the, the biggest key. So technical SEO is the technique that helps you 
help Googlebot get your pages indexed and get them crawled quickly and frequently and having a fast website with a good hierarchy and structure. This is what, what it's about. And I think thanks to Core Web Vitals mainly because that's what put it on the map, technical SEO is becoming a big thing and I, I think it's only going to get better and I'm very excited about that. And finally, one of our favorite guests this year is John McDonald, founder and president of The Good, a conversion rate optimization firm. So what has been the biggest thing in e-commerce and CRO in 2021? Look, I would say it has been the rapid adoption of e-commerce that has continued over the course of this year. Brands who recognized it from the pandemic in 2020 and saw that they needed to start investing in that, clearly did so in 2021. And we're continuing to not only see online spending increase, but seeing that increase over time. And what I mean by that is you take something like Black Friday, Cyber Monday, and you saw that week with numbers that were actually down year over year. And I thought that was interesting because that really meant to me that a lot of people planned ahead and that really has been uh, a long tail of the supply chain issues that a lot of e-commerce people have been feeling once again. Uh, so that starts to almost feel like the pandemic all over again, where at the very start, so many of these brands had issues with supply chain as China shut down and that kind of rolled through production and, and delivery of products. And so I think the biggest thing has been that brands have continued to invest in their e-commerce. And uh, of course, that means not only standing it up and making it uh, better, but optimizing what they already have because they realize it's a massive sales channel for them and that they need to put some more effort there to uh, be able to uh, please their visitors on their site and uh, continue to grow over the next year. So definitely the e-commerce boom once the pandemic started in 2020, you and I both, I think we can't admit that we spent more online this year or maybe since last year because of what's happening. And it's not just consumers spending more on e-commerce, but like what John said, brands are also spending or investing in e-commerce and optimizing it. So I, I think right. that's kind of expected. And since John is a basketball fan and a Portland Trailblazers fan, I'll use a basketball analogy for this one. You know, the pandemic was that push that really, really made e-commerce big. It was big for people who live online, like most of the people listening to this podcast. But for you know, for your average consumer, e-commerce wasn't a big thing before the pandemic. Now, the basketball analogy: NBA is a three-point shooting league today, but back in 1994, they had a rule change that made the three-point line closer to the basket. And the number of trees taken exploded that year because it was it everyone was pushed into it. Like you had right. big men shooting trees, you had guards shooting trees, everyone was shooting trees, not not making a lot of them, just like a lot of e-commerce brands or new e-commerce brands are not gonna make it. But it was just that event, that external event that changed everything. And we're not going to look back. We're not going back to how the world was before the pandemic, especially when it comes to e-commerce. Great. So that was the biggest things that happened in 2021. Now I'm more excited for this part. We asked them, what should marketers focus on in 2022? Let's start with Brent Satoris again. I think it's always been the case that really good marketing starts with really good research. 
understanding who your your audience is, where are they spending their time? What is the channel and the flow that they go through to solve the problem that you're trying to solve for them, right? How do they come to that solution? How do they make that decision? And what are their interests and in their what are they they're focused on in life? I think it's important to focus on your audience and then find out where your particular audience is active and really follow the storytelling, the shifts in storytelling as a culture, but also the shifts in storytelling within your target audience. If you focus on communicating with your audience in a way that is comfortable to them and in a place that is comfortable for them, I think that's the best opportunity you have to really get out and market. And that's where people should be focusing more of their time on. So what do you think about that, Catherine? Well, Brent said, focus on user research. That's something that we have been saying for the whole year now. So understanding your customers and finding where they are. So maybe just relating with Kelsey's, if they can be found in TikTok, then you should definitely be there. But the only way was if and try to understand them. Right, right, right. And, and the big thing, if you look, if you go back like history of marketing, it started with something like newspaper ads where you would pay, they would print it and you have no idea who gets access. Like what Brent described here is, is, centuries ahead of that old model because you need to know who you're talking to number one before you even start saying anything because the tone of your message is not going to be the same for every one of your audience members and then you need to know where to talk to them where they're hanging out it needs to be contextual it needs to be at the right time right place so it's just not as easy but if you're doing it the right way it's easier to get the results. It's going to take more work, a lot more work, but the success rate, if you do everything right, is much, much higher. And yes, this is something that I'm excited about, uh, both as someone who's in marketing and as someone who is the victim of marketing. Let me let me put it that way. But just to tie it so, up yeah. to what he said earlier, the stakes are higher now. Customers have higher expectations. They want to know if you're really the right brand for them, they go to reviews and all right. that. So making that connection and he, Brent also mentioned about storytelling. So it's not enough that, yeah, you know, all, all these things about your customers, you, you know where they are, but you have to also be good at talking to them through storytelling, what would resonate with them. So, That's a good point. Yeah. So it's not just about putting a product ad and this is my shoe, buy it. It has to be different. Like you need to Connect with them a, on a much higher level, on a more intimate level than, exactly. than the traditional marketing and advertising. So let's hear what Kelsey has to say about 2022. I would say continuing to focus on the basics um, because whenever I've done client work in the past or even worked full time, uh, a lot of those basics fall into the cracks. So proper titles, proper internal linking is still really important. And I think sometimes that gets overshadowed by marketers trying to find the next big thing that's going to really catapult their traffic. The other thing is looking at content decay. So now that everybody publishes content, it's becoming more and more important to audit your existing content and redirect content that isn't serving you anymore or is outdated or not useful, and then continuing to update the content that you have. So making sure that that continues to provide value, uh, 
even though you're producing new content. A lot of times the old content gets pushed to the wayside and we need to remember that the old content can still provide a lot of value because I've seen time and time again, leads come from older content that is ranking really well a lot of the time. The majority, if you think of the Pareto principle, 80% of the results come from 20% of the content or vice versa. So um, it's important to look at that 20% and make sure that those top earning pages that may be older are staying up to date because they're still generating a lot of revenue. Thank you. I love what she said that you should focus on the fundamentals. I think you can kind of get an idea that there's a pattern which we'll talk about later. But what she said was, do not focus on the next shiny thing. Sometimes it starts with making sure that, you know, doing the cleanup, doing the audit, reviewing all the old posts that are high performing to get you the better results. So it's not a new thing that you should focus on in 2022, but more of doing the basics, especially in content marketing. What do you think? I agree with that. And yeah, there's definitely a, a, a tone that our audience is picking up on right by this point. Uh, yeah, you need to cover, you can't let the basics slip through the cracks as, as Kelsey put it. And sometime even going back and if you have those high value content pieces, like rewriting them, working on them, you need to do the groundwork. It, it's simply what it is. This is not, con I, I'm not a content marketer, but this is not only content marketing. This is everything. Like if, if you, you know, optimize Bring a page, write the best content, house. and then you have a no index on it, you're not going to get much done. So uh, yes, yes. Don't let the basics slip through the cracks. That said, let's hear Jason Barnard. In 2022, let's not talk about entities. Let's talk about brand certs. Now, brand cert is a representation of Google's opinion of what content on the web is most relevant and helpful to your audience when they're Googling your brand name. And they Google your brand name either to navigate to your site or to find out more about you. So that's an incredibly important insight. What Google puts on your brand cert is what it considers to be the most relevant and helpful. And that means that if the things you expect to see there, the content you want to see there isn't there, your content strategy isn't either isn't very good or isn't being picked up. The signals aren't being picked up by Google. So what I now tell my clients is look at your brand SERP. Think about what you expected to see. Analyze what you do see and plan for what you want to see. And then by planning and working towards what you want to see, videos, Twitter boxes, great results, great reviews, your social profiles, you can build your content strategy from the brand SERP outwards. And it's so powerful. We've done it at CaliCube over 2021, and the results have been phenomenal for our marketing funnel and our content marketing strategy across the board. So it's all about brand SERP. What I picked up from that is the importance of not only producing content for your brand, but more importantly, producing the content that your customer needs or your target audience needs. And it's important, again, it ties up with the auditing to make sure that what you're seeing or what Google is picking up on is the right content that, that kind of resonates. If it's not, then you have some work to do. Right. And uh, look, Jason is... He's known as a brand SERP guy. 
So he knows this stuff. And, and from yeah. my conversation with him, I mean, he's writing a book about it that, that's going to be out soon. So we'll talk about that as well in a future episode. I agree. Like if you're a brand, what is the first thing someone's going to do if they want to learn more about you? They're going to Google you. And your brand SERP is your business card. If that business card says, it says that all you know, the time, if yeah. it has someone else's Twitter feed, if it has, if it says bad things about you, you are not doing it the way you're supposed to be doing. So focusing on brand serves, focusing on number one, being the entity in his 2021 look back response and, and, and number two, unifying all of that in your brand SERP. I think that is just essential. And I just can't believe there are not more people talking about this online. But yeah, we're lucky to know Jason. And yeah, thank you, Jason, for the, the insights. Next up, we have Tomek from Onely. So what is the what is the thing people should focus on in 2022? I believe it's indexing. It's getting more and more difficult to get your page indexed in Google. A lot of marketers discuss who is the king, links or content. But the problem is nobody is the king when your content is not indexed in Google. I love this. I love this. This is about, I mean, this is at the core of technical SEO. If, if Google, other search engines too, if they don't know what your website is about and what they should be focusing on and what they should be crawling frequently and what they should be indexing, then guess what? They're not going to do what you want them to do. So the whole process of technical SEO is about optimizing your website in a way that Google understands what matters and knows what to focus on. And then that way you can get your pages indexed faster or crawled more frequently, all that. So I love this. This is as much of a back to basics as possible when it comes to technical yeah. SEO. But there are so many websites just like and we talked about this. That, yeah, that yeah. content can never be king if it can't be found. So uh, the good thing is hey. indexability. That's one thing that you can work on if there are technical issues then indexability is one thing that you can optimize or fix. 100%, 100%. So finally, we have a good friend, John McDonald. What should e-commerce heroes focus on in 2022? So where should marketers focus their attention? Well, look, you're talking to an optimization guy through and through, right? So I would say optimizing their site should be where they focus, but let's not be really as self-serving with this answer. And, and I'll just say... I think that the fundamentals, getting back to the fundamentals is really where it's going to be over the next year. So many brands that were looking for that quick win or that easy thing that they could install that Shopify app and take advantage of the opportunity that was in front of them have realized that those probably don't work and they're not sustained gains. So I think what we're seeing at The Good and what I'm seeing across everybody I'm talking to in e-commerce is that people are going back to the basics. They're actually getting down and starting to talk to consumers again. They're starting to understand that they don't have all the answers, but their consumers can help them get those answers. And I think that's where people are going to focus over the next year, which is two thumbs up from me because whether people call that optimization or not, that's what it is. And it's the best type of optimization. It's the easiest place to start. And it helps to uh, get these folks to read the label from inside the jar, right? All of these brands are so close to their site that 
they really don't know what a new to file customer's experience is like. And this can help them do that. So I'm glad to see that that's what's happening and that's what I'm hearing. And uh, I, I think that's where people should be focusing this year. So here's to a great 2022. What a great response. Yeah. And, and before we before we talk about it, let's just remind our audience about the opting into optimization book that John published a few months ago. If you want to, I don't know how, get started with conversion optimization, let's put it that way, but also get that mind shift that gets you looking at the websites in a different way if you're not already doing so. This is the book. This is the Don't Make Me Think of Conversion Optimization I, I really feel that way about this book. And, and I think everyone who Great wants book. to yep. understand and, and optimize what this should read. But that said, back to basics. Like, this is what it is. The 2022, like, I don't know, maybe the pandemic was the big reset that we needed because uh, not just the pandemic. I think it started and I had this conversation with John Ivanko of uh, FormToro in an episode we'll publish soon. I think that the GDPR, CCPA, all those things just got it started and, you know, helped or made people realize that maybe the way we're doing it is not exactly it's ethical yeah. or, or maybe even legal. And it's, it's kind of going back to basics and back to where we were 15 years ago, just without the tools we have today. So we're going and back to basics, but we have all those crazy tools. It, it's like powering up in a video game you get all the tools you get all the weapons and then you start easy mode level one it's easy you just have to do it carefully and you have to make sure you do everything right and john said it best the, the good news is understanding your users is very easy the quickest way to get started is to on to do that customer research and he also equated optimization to understanding your customers because you cannot really optimize anything if you don't know anything about your customers and the best way is to talk to them hey uh, if you ask anyone in the world like how do i optimize the website for my users well i think 99 point something percent of people research. will say understand who the, who the hell your users are and what they want like that's where it starts but going to an ad platform and spending some money to get new users it's easier, takes less time, costs more maybe, but it is easier. So I, I'm really, really excited about 2022 and about just going back to basics. Because if you don't it's cover a clear the basics... It's theme from everything. And if I'm going to predict what's going to happen in 2022... Please I do. Think, I want to hear that. I, I want to hear that. Yeah. I mean, they kind of mentioned it already. I think the drive is customer research. And no, it's not sexy. It's... It's kind of boring when you think about it. It's not like a brand new trend that marketers are excited about. But if you think about it, customer research is something that you need to do for CRO, for tech SEO or SEO in general, even for copywriting, for privacy-oriented initiatives. You always need to understand and talk to your customers. We don't, right. we have all these tools like you mentioned, but the more we have these tools, the it feels like the lesser time we spend talking one-on-one -on -one to a customer. And sometimes all it takes is just picking up the phone and scheduling a 15-minute Zoom call with an actual customer and understanding why they purchase your product or why not. So I think that right. for me is something that that's going to happen more of. You can expect more of in 2022. What about you? 
Well, any, I just any fearless forecast. Fearless for let me let me just look back at, at at what our guest said and what you recapped here. Have you you've seen Wolf of Wall Street? I, I think most people have course, seen the movie yep. and know who Jordan Belfort is. The, the the pen thing. Sell me this yep. pen. Yeah. It's easier to sell the pen when you're selling it to. Even I could sell a pen to you if I know what kind of pen you need and, and, and why you need it. Yeah, a great salesman will sell a pen to almost anyone. But that's not the point. The point is to sell the pen in a way that fits the person you're selling it to. And, and only to sell it to people who actually want the pen. And not waste time on people who, will, who have a lot of pens, more than they can handle. So, the whole thing is about knowing who you're talking to. And knowing why you're talking to them. And everything gets easier. Yes, yes, there's a lot more groundwork, but that is the way it is. That's the way it should be. My fearless prediction for 2022 is, oh, yeah, definitely people will start going back to basics. But I think we'll see more brands failing because they're not doing it. I'm not talking just about, about just the core web. I'm talking about... So technically sound well yeah. yeah yeah i'm talking about mostly about what you, you know what i care about yes <laughs> of course I, I i think it's time i think it definitely is time for hey i'm sorry we let you have a crappy website for five years that people can't figure out now is the time you get punished and i'm not gonna say the index or anything like that but if you have a website that's impossible to navigate that that's slow that's just not good yeah you had a nice run i think that that's what might happen in 2022 other big things uh i think google will keep pushing the performance thing as tomic recapped as tomic said they have a lot more pages to crawl in index now a lot more so they have to be more efficient and you need to help them more and brands that do that are going to be the ones that are getting rewarded, assuming they have good content in the first place. Of course, you can't have an empty website and, and just and rule Google because you know your, your meta tags are good. Not just meta tags, of course, but everything else. So I think it's really basics of technical SEO, but all the basics. I'm not saying just do this, just do that. Having a, a, a technically sound website is going to be a huge thing in 2021. And there's so many platforms that hold you back. And I think we'll start seeing some differences there. And, and people will start having preferences for just more efficient and faster platform. I agree. And just going back to the experts that we talked to, if you remember when we got their responses, I sent you a message. I was really amazed that five different people from different fields say almost the same thing. So they keep saying, fix the fundamentals back to basics. And I'm kind of happy because that's something that we also keep preaching in this podcast, no cutting corners, no hacks. Hmm, that is, that, that is great. I mean, we <laughs> it's not a plug if we're talking about the podcast we're on right now. So we have a digital marketing strategist. We have an SEO content leader and speaker. We have an SEO strategist. We have a technical SEO expert and we have an e-commerce CRO expert all saying the same thing. Get your shit together and get serious about it. Get the basics covered and then worry about what you, the new tool you're going to pay $100 a month 
yeah. that's going to give you 1% more of something. Just get everything done the way it should be done. It should have been done all these years. Focus on meaningful relationships with your customers. It's so easy. Like John said, the quickest way to get started is to talk to your customer right now, not next year, but right now. So with that, I'd like to thank Brent, Kelsey, John, Jason, and Tomic for contributing to this podcast. And this is also our last episode for the year, like at last, yeah, last episode for the year. So we thank everyone who contributed, all our guests for joining us. And of course, thank you for listening to us ramble this year. We have an amazing guest lineup for next year, and we're very excited. Watch out for that. Anything else you'd like to add before we close the episode? Watch Ted Lasso, please. Just joking, but yeah, it's been it's been a fun year, and I'm looking forward to 2022. Thank you for listening. Have a great holiday season, and we will talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to No Hacks Marketing. If you enjoyed this episode, we'd appreciate it if you can leave a rating on any of your favorite podcast platforms. Visit nohacksmarketing.com to subscribe.